As most expected, the Reserve Bank kept the OCR on hold at five and a half. Downside is going to be up there for a while yet. The Reserve Bank Governor, Adrian Orbach, with us. Good morning. Uh, good morning. The dichotomy of the message yesterday. So how is it we got to a position whereby uh, not long ago you were fighting the market going, no, 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 we're not cutting. The ANZ comes out and goes, watch out, we're hiking. And then so how does all of this unfold and does anybody know what's going on? Uh, I think we do. Um, I'm certainly very comfortable um, sitting here uh, with our monetary policy committee. Um, if, uh, in fact, we were looking uh, back past 18 months or so, and our uh, economic projections have barely changed, and the economy has evolved uh, very much as anticipated, if not slightly better, in that uh, inflation has come down, capacity pressures have eased, and we've managed that with... Uh, uh, minimum disruption to date in, in the labour market. Um, so, yeah, I mean, financial markets will pick 15 of our next two moves. That's their job, They're trading, but uh, we've been holding the line very clear. OK, at 4.7, what do you reckon inflation is this morning? I asked you this last time. I find it interesting and I find it frustrating. We only do it every three months. Say so you look at Australia uh, yesterday. Right. What, what, do you, at 4. what do you reckon it is right here right now? Uh well, our quarterly forecast that we have, we have it dropping below 3% um, by mid this year. So um, so it's somewhere between 47 and and 3%. Okay. Um, but you're right, it's uh, a very lagged piece of data in this country and only quarterly. Should it change? Uh, it should. You know, um, we, need, we need monthly data and it needs to be, for the consumer price index, it needs to be re-weighted more often as well. By, by that I mean making sure that the basket of commodities they're measuring still reflects the median consumer. The, the sticky stuff at 5.9, insurance rates, etc. Do you look through that? And if you do, how far for how long? Yeah, so the um, you're talking about the kind of the homegrown inflation component yeah. rather than what we import, and the homegrown is really core to our our business. And so while we don't try and target any particular relative price, you know, um, rates or, or apples or whatever the particular product is, we look for the aggregate inflation. So you know, it's a blunt tool. We just make sure that people feel sufficiently cashed up or not to be spending and or investing and trying to just make sure that the capacity, supply capacity of the economy is sufficient to meet the demand that's out there. Um, sorry for making that sound technical, yeah. um, but, you know, it takes about one one year to 18 months between us shifting the interest rate and us having our peak impact on inflation. See, because the problem I have is that how much do you think there is the cost plus accounting still going on? So, in other words, people just passing on costs because they think they can get away with it. Oh, I think there was plenty of that over the last couple of years. There was um, no shortage of things to hide a price increase behind. Um, globally, COVID became code for cost of living. And, um, you know, as uh, certain prices were coming up, there was a lot of people, you know, um, a lot of forgiveness, um, if that's a word, uh, for price rises. Um, and so, the, you know, plenty of that happened. It's a challenge in this country. Um, you know, we need continuous competition. And that doesn't reflect itself too often. But as as uh, aggregate 
demand has slowed, as spending has slowed, um, people have found it much harder to pass those costs on. Yeah. Um, people are being more discerning. Yeah. What, but, what, but what about those areas like insurance and the rates? Because it strikes me we're in an infrastructural nightmare in this country, and rightly or wrongly, councils at last are grappling with it and going, we need some pipes and we need to stop the leaking and we need to actually spend some real money and that'll be 20%, thank you very much. How long can we afford that? No, oh, that's something that's absolutely critical. I mean, and the way you're going to afford that is by squeezing spending elsewhere. Yeah. Um, you know, you can't afford it just by having higher inflation. That actually um, works against you, not for you. So that's right. You know, as as people are confronted with these higher um, rate bills or or you know this delayed investment cost, um, it will squeeze spending elsewhere. Um, that's all um, you know factored into our outlook ahead. Uh, but this is the challenge, you know, democracies are terrible at building um, and maintaining infrastructure. Not on my watch. Uh, I'm against it. No, that is true. Speaking of which, uh, perhaps the most interesting thing I found, uh, what you said yesterday, is you've gone off China. Is China a real problem? Uh, China is big and challenging. Um, you know, they are what's, you know, an econ jargon, uh, you know, they're, they're at this middle income inflection point. You can, you can get up to your $10,000 per capita income by just doing the same thing better or cheaper. Um, to push beyond that, you have to do better things, innovation. And this is the, the point they're at now, just uh, pumping out more goods cheaper um, to markets that aren't buying it is not going to be their next... No. Next wave, but that, uh, that's get, their problem's um, our problem, though, isn't it? Uh, oh, absolutely. You know that's um, that's you know that's global. They're you know a very large percentage of global business. They're a very elderly population, and they don't have strong security safety nets. You know, retirement income. They don't have sophisticated tax structures. So it's quite hard to um, manage their economy, manage demand. You know, via interest rates or tax changes, etc. So um, yeah, they've. they've a real challenge. Big picture view from you. Uh, I'm reading a lot about debt internationally. How bad is the debt story internationally, and therefore, how much is trouble is the whole world in? Uh, you know, very complicated on the radio, but there's uh, a huge amount of nominal debt. Um, who holds it is very important, and what it was borrowed to do is very important. For a lot of countries, it's governments that are that are. Um, uh, holding the debt, um, and that's where they just have to confront it with either less spending or more or more revenue, and that's you know, going to have to squeeze its way through. Um, there's still plenty of willingness to accept the debt, you know, global financial markets, and, and people are still uh, comfortable holding um, central government IOUs. Uh, but, um, you know, there is, there is a, a continuous kicking forward challenge uh, for New Zealand, you know, it's not the, the spot. that We are actually a low government debt-to-GDP country. Uh, in fact, one of the lowest in the OECD. A lot of our debt is actually in the household sector rather than the government sector. And it's the household sector that, um, you know, has been borrowing to invest in houses. Mm. And so this is what's constraining our, our productivity growth, more and more borrowing to invest in the same house um, doesn't make us more innovative. It does not. I appreciate your time as always. Reserve Bank Governor Adrian Orr. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.